welcome to Worlds Collide, the wrestling card podcast for wrestling fans by wrestling fans, featuring Tony Bella from WrestlingTradingCards.com. This is like a, a stock market. Like- and Zan Morning from Wrestling With Cards on YouTube. And I'm not saying there's a right or wrong answer, I'm just posing the question. Join them as they navigate the world of wrestling cards, helping you build a bigger, better collection, and making some money along the way. What's up, wrestling card collectors? Worlds Collide, back again. And once again, it's another episode of This Is Your Card. Ah, these episodes seem to be so fun for people. I They're fun for us. Like, I, I, I like to go back and look at some of the talent and be like, you know, what do I think their cards are going to do? What's my favorite cards? And sometimes I find myself going back and be like, hmm, maybe I should buy some of their cards after we talked about this. Like, just because it's cool. Like, I just enjoy talking about them. Yeah, I'm um, nothing here has inspired me to go out and buy any cards, really. It really isn't. I, I, I've, I, as we've talked before in the past, I'm yes. just really learning how to stay in my lane and uh, trying to control myself from having to go outside. And I do dabble every once in a while, show support, this, that, and the other. But um, yeah, I got I to gotta kind of maintain. I, I just can't. It's like being a junkie, man. I can't, it is. I, I can't get myself back in there again and have that kind of weekly habit. <laughs> Yeah, it's that's an accurate statement. And again, you know, we're here for the education, the entertainment, you yep. know, just putting it all out there. So just because we're talking about something like, we're, you know, as we get into this, we're going to talk about the cards we would invest in and what we see Batista cards future. Hey, we just spoiled it. You oh, saw the you title. spoiled it. It's oh, Batista. Oh, my God. They were doing Batista today. So, I, Which, by the way, uh, I don't really, I think we've asked before in previous uh, episodes on th- these, uh, this is your card. Um, I, I want to hear from people. It's like that. What, who should we cover on our yeah. next episode? I want to hear who should we cover. So because, you know, we keep coming with our own ideas. Uh, I, 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 this all started because of beefcake. Thanks Brutus. Um, <laughs> and it just kind of grew from there. <laughs> Wait, is it beefcake or, or was it actually booty man or was it, could it be Zodiac Zodiac? Yeah. Who knows? The disciple, my the personal disciple. favorite. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, guys, if you have a request, reach out. Um, it doesn't matter how many we'll get. We'll just start stacking them up, putting them in our notes, and we'll get to them as we can. So yep. kick, kicking it off with Batista. Uh, according to Trading Card Database, approximately 556 cards, which, again, seems like kind of a low number for a guy like this. But, you know, we've talked about some guys in the past that have had thousands. And yeah. here we are, 556. And that's, as you're going to see some of the stuff we talk about, that's, not, that's also counting his non-sports cards. So non-wrestling cards. And it, it, and it, that numbers, these numbers we always give, these were all, you know, uh, spit out to us by trading card database. Yes. And an excellent resource. For estimate kind of ballparks. And, you know, there's a lot of, as I always say, bootleg versions out there and a lot of like international stuff that that particular database doesn't keep track of apparently, obviously. Um, but, you know, so this is a roundabout. Yeah, ballpark they're they're nothing like WTC who has everything. No, nah, we're trying to. Yeah, but when it comes to wrestling cards, I mean, we're trying. We really are. So, yes, you're right. I agree with you. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, I can say that because I use it all the time and I'm always seeing what you guys are adding. So I'm like, oh, yeah, trading card database doesn't have that. So every move, week it's happening. Moving on to the rookie card. And this is a pretty self-explanatory, easy answer for both really of us. Is. 2002 Flair Royal Rumble card number 67. Not much else needs to be say, said about this one. I do now, find it interesting that, that it says like of, uh, that, that great class of uh, rookie class. Do you like, I think this set, it's not like the all-stars. And if you want to put it into the like category of like the 86 Fleer basketball, 
it's not like those sets where there's just it's a pivotal set that means something in the hobby but it's also just loaded like this is a good set but it's those four rookies that are really carrying that whole set because when you start going through the rest of the set like oh yeah tommy dreamer undertaker big show like these are the cool cards cool names i like them but it's not like just loaded with stuff like those other two sets but i mean it's undoubtedly this is the rookie card to own people love it it's almost i think batista batista's card in this set this specific one we're talking about out of the four seems to be the lowest ranked one Mm -hmm. but it also seems like people are wanting all four they can't just have one they want all four because it's it's a pivotal class and I mean, if you need another example of this, go on the, uh, I guess, Peacock now, WWE Network, watch the uh, Ruthless Aggression kind of documentaries they did where they covered where all of these guys were in OVW at the same time. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, they kind of show their rise to fame from OVW to essentially Hall of Famers, what they are now, even though some of them technically aren't in the Hall of Fame. But again, very important card. I believe it still says Deacon Batista on it, which it I was checking my PSA order because I have one of each of the four at PSA right now. And it, I was like, oh yeah, Deacon Batista. I remember when he did that kind of gimmick for a little bit. So, um, And the four we're speaking of from this set, yes. you're looking at uh, it's Batista, Randy Orton, John Cena, and Brock Lesnar. Those four cards are, like you said, driving this set. Uh, I do a monthly recap with Paul from the Wrestling Card Price Guide. Uh, and that it's the set that we've had. We've been, we've been monitoring it for the last uh, 10 months now. And that has set, and it's been consistently sitting at, as a set uh, because of this card, of these four cards, it's been sitting at, at approximately $200 a set on, on average. Uh, it hasn't really wavered much. It's gone up to maybe 210, as low as like 180 something, but it sits around that $200 average price now for the last almost year that we've been monitoring this stuff. So um it, it's a great class of people out there it pains me <laughs> to know that i had i sat on dozens of these sets and i couldn't get rid of them for i had a wholesale about to a local non-sport guy for uh, seven dollars a set back in the oh. day just to get rid of them man it's, <laughs> it, it's and we've gone over that you can't look in the past but it is interesting to kind of do a case study about what things used to be and you know two hundred dollars that's a pretty good number uh, some people might say, oh, well, that's that's not worth my time. But uh, considering it's a base set that has four cards, basically carrying the whole set, I think $200 for a raw set is a pretty it's good a really, price. It's a really good set to begin with anyways. Yes. Um, it, one, it's it's because of those four cards that drive the value up. Um, you know, uh, two, people who are looking to invest and want to get graded, it's a very, very condition-sensitive card set because of uh, the thickness of those cards and the embossing. The they put chipping on, on the, the sides is the bad. The chipping is really, uh, oftentimes, it's the case. So uh, people, collectors want to go after that stuff. But overall, for the rest of the card set, it's still a really cool-looking card set with some great designs and some good stuff. Um, I even kind of liked the memorabilia cards that came with it, even though it was a base card with the memorabilia on it, but I still like that. I was actually getting ready to ask you. I've actually had this question, so maybe this will help other collectors. So Tony Vela wants to buy the Batista rookie card. Hypothetically, like, would you go after, and you could, you know, I just said Batista, but you could put anybody in this. Like the Brock Lesnar one is the one that stands out for me. I get that Mm -hmm. a lot. Do you buy the base Brock Lesnar or do you buy the base relic in the same set? If you're chasing the rookie card, do you have a preference on what you, you know, do you go with the flagship base or do you go for the one that's a little bit harder to find? 
What would you personally do? Me personally, I kind of go for the old school mentality that it's got to be a base set card. Can't be an insert of any kind. That's sort of like the old school Beckett definition sure. of what rookie card is supposed to be. At. I'm, I'm kind of of that mindset. I'd be happy with either one. But do if you, I had a Do you think a choice, the masses would kind of lean that way too? I think probably, I think most of them probably would. I, I don't know. I, it's a good question. Maybe it's a nice poll that I can put up on WTC to ask people what they would think about that kind of stuff. But I don't know. It's, I, I you can flip a quarter. I wouldn't care. I, I just, uh, one way or the other, I, me personally, I would probably just go say, I want the base card, the memorabilia card. That would be cool too. But maybe I go after both. I want to have them complement each other. Yeah. Then I'm covered. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you on and that. And then yeah. I go with card number 77 or whatever he's on. It's called also known as it's a yes. subset of the base set that Brock Lesnar's on. I would go after that as well too. <laughs> yeah. That's a great one. All right. Cards to invest in. Um, do you want me to just turn it over to you since I'm, I think you had that last card selected. Yeah, it's pretty much it. That's what I, I just stick with the Royal Rumble set. It's a card to invest in. I'm sticking by the way, cause I, I look at the show notes we have here and uh, you're across the board and everything that has nothing to do with wrestling. <laughs> you're talking <laughs> about the guy uh, himself. And this is kind of where you and I would probably uh, disagree on this like that, which is great. It's fine. Um, I, if I'm sticking strictly as a wrestling fan of Batista, I'm only going after wrestling cards of Batista. I don't mm -hmm. want his movie career. I don't want uh, any of that kind of stuff at all. I want his wrestling card, but I, I can totally see where you're going to go with cards to invest in. And, and I, would, well, I would be okay one, with that. One thing that I've got to tie what you just said in with our previous discussion is one awesome thing about this card is that it is what it is. There's no parallels. There's no, like, I guess, unless you want to count, count the, you know, potential relic card or subsets, but like, Hey, it's Batista card number 67. That's what you get. It's just, it's like, I mean, not the same card, but it's like 86 player Jordan. Yep. That's the only one that's in that set. That's There's That's it. So really easy. So yeah, you want to get on to some talk. I actually have good picture reference for those of you who are watching the video versions, which are, you know, way down the road after the audio versions come out. Oh, you're going to miss out. It's a pretty card. So it is. Pretty. <laughs> 2017 Upper Deck Precious Metal Gems Drax. That's such and a great looking card. The first thing I saw this is like, oh man, this matches my Hogan PMG. Wait a minute. It's another wrestler that has another PMG. And yes, it is his character, but it's a wrestler. Uh, these unfortunately are not numbered, but they don't pop up very much. So I had to get the basic, I swept the floor of all the ones that were under a hundred dollars at the time on eBay at the time of recording. Do you so, know what the, on those, uh, what the seating is on those and, and, and boxes packs? No, I, I've, I've just seen them listed individually. I don't actually know anything about the products because gotcha. I, I, I didn't care a lot about the other characters, but I was like, man, Batista, like this is a really cool looking card. And, um, the other cards that I have mentioned are the 2007 Rittenhouse autos, or I mean the 007, sorry, 007, 007. movie Rittenhouse autos and the Guardians of the Galaxy auto he has in there, which going back, like in my, to my knowledge, these are the only two ways to get Batista autographs. Do you know of any, I've never seen any wrestling cards, products, pack like certified think... pack pullable autos in any product ever. Yeah, I don't think it has any. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not certain. I don't think he has any. My, uh, I'm, I'm trying to think from those early like heritage tops heritage days mm -hmm. you know i know angles in one and, and cena and there's a lot of other people but i don't think batista was on any of those that's kind of what i thought and that's that my play on all three of these types of cards that were non-wrestling were okay precious metal gems has a name 
people can attach it to that. Okay, sure. Um, I want a Batista autograph. Okay, well, you got to go to these kind of products to get it. And even the, the autographs look like, especially the 007, like you look at that and you're like, okay, yeah, it's Dave Batista. It looks a little bit more like his traditional wrestling look than Drax does. Um, but the other thing is, I'd like to get your opinion on this. I've actually talked to more people who know Batista from Guardians of the Galaxy than they do wrestling. I said, uh, it, probably true. I Probably true. And like, I personally enjoyed him more as Drax and in the 007 movie than I did as a wrestler. I, now, that being said, I've kind of gone back and kind of, at, you know, at the time he was wrestling, I was like, oh boy, here comes big old meathead again. And then I've gone back and I'm like, okay, I actually, I, I, I like have more respect for his career after the fact that I've gone back and watched. But that's just, uh, let me say, you know what? There is a Batista autograph card associated to wrestling. Oh, let's hear it. Breaking news. WWE raw deal. He signed from those backstage autograph cards. Oh, okay. Yep. That's not something I was even had on my he, radar. He did. Matter of fact, I could, oh, I can't share with you right now because I can't share my screen, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, he did. If you go to velocards.com and check out the uh, tournament card prizes like that, there is an image up there of uh of batista signing uh it's an authentic card as issued by comic images man talk about hard to find i've you know the fact that we can't even come up with that let alone try to actually go search one out but if you're listening and you like batista maybe that's what you want to do go search out that card so um that's that you know that was just kind of the cards we would invest in there's obviously some others like i mean come on look at like the gold refractors going nuts if you like if you like shiny stuff and you like Batista, you could go after it. There's a whole bunch of stuff, but um, even mine are a little bit off the beaten path, but that's kind of what I do. I also have to side with Tony, go with that 2002 Flair Royal Rumble. You can't beat it. Really can't. All right. Favorite card. Go ahead. Me? Uh, I like, you already mentioned it before from the, uh, you know, the Guardian of the Galaxy cards like that. There's an Avengers uh, Infinity War autograph card from him. Yep. And Mine was the PMG. So here we are talking about the same two cards again, essentially. Yeah. What was it about the card that, um, is there anything specifically that stood out for you on that? No, it's just a cool, it's a cool, um, you know, that Marvel set for that movie. It was pretty good. First off, I thought it was kind of cool because they have uh, many of the cast members signed for that, which is really impossible and hard to do. Um, you would think, oh yeah, if anybody, they're going to get, you know, probably Batista. It's like that. I mean, it's not, you know, it's not uh, uh, any of the other big stars in that sure. movie, but to me, I think he's a big star, so I don't give a shit. But um, it's just, uh, it's a cool design. It's got his character on it, so yeah, which is really nice. It's just a, a typical, nice-looking autograph card. And it's, just, it's again, one of those rare cards out there anyways when it comes to what's available for Batista autograph-wise. You know, what I don't like about it, it's just, it's signed as Dave Batista, and the Batista name is spelt like his real name, not the character Batista from WWE. But um, it's still a cool-looking card, so it's like, I love that precious metal gem you have. That's just a beautiful card. I, I agree with you. There does seem to be a little bit of disconnect between Batista and the actor, as opposed to, it seems like the rock and Dwayne Johnson, people see as the same person. It which is a testament, like, which is a testament to Batista for reinventing himself out there as an actor. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, like I said, the, the fact that people may know Batista more from his movies than they do wrestling which is kind of like what the rock has done now like oh you I'm, mean that guy from oh, i mean drax you mean that guy yeah no, i mean i mean the former world champion <laughs> exactly member of evolution 
That's Man, right. That was, that was an awesome stable. Who uh, almost wasn't that member for a while. Yeah. Ago. Yeah. That's an interesting story. Again, I can't, I can't talk about it enough. Like if you don't remember every little thing about the ruthless aggression era, go back and watch the documentaries on Peacock. They're really good. So moving over to the worst card, I have a really good pick, but I'll let you go first. Uh, I picked for whatever reason at the time, it was a 2021 uh, WWE Tops card, number 192, and a 2012 WWE Heritage, number 44. Both of those are just such, to me, they're just bleh, images. <laughs> <laughs> they're just, it's just a, it's not, it's not a, it's not a knock or uh, to the, the set designs as a whole. Uh, it's just the images they picked for him are just, they're god awful. Yeah. just god awful as a matter of fact you know what a lot of his cards are actually kind of god awful this is what again this pmg is one of the coolest images i've ever seen of him it's just it well it's he's in character for the character like that it's just a big badass dude just a simple that's what i want pose. with my wrestling cards but the pose is complemented by that beautiful design around it that's why it's, that's it's, true it's, it's just a cool it, it makes it pop that's it gives it it gives it a 3d type of feel to it it looks like it's popping that card is beautiful that you have it but his wrestling cards for some reason are just kind of like, yeah. And, and again, mine is, has to do with image and I'll give a little bit of background on it. 2018 tops undisputed 30 years of survivor series. This is like a, a subset, if you will, in this set. And there's actually some cool cards. Like there's some decent images. I actually like the card design. You can get these in numbered and parallels and the, all those fun things. But the thing with this image is he's got his ribs taped up. He looks like he just won. And I'm like, okay, you know, like, again, going back to the PMG, I want my big, tough looking guy, or I want my Ricky Morton posing cheesy baby face. I don't want the sympathetic baby face that just got beat up and he's is all he, taped is up. He, is, is he like holding his hand up or something like that? And then like holding his ribs or something yes, like that? Something it, like, yeah, yeah. 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 Like, just, I, I just, I just, I won, but I'm beat up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, you know, like um, to, I guess to flip it around a little bit off topic, when I would go to the grocery store as a kid and I'd see the wrestling magazines that had the guys just covered in blood, like you could even give me that. And that would be a cool card as opposed to taped up ribs. Yeah. Like you, like you just now said. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're really hurt there, Batista. I want to like, every time I see that card now, I'm going to want to add that commentary onto it. <laughs> there you go. So yeah, again, common theme with uh, rookie cards, common theme with investment and common theme with the worst card is because of bad imaging, which we've talked about on previous shows about how imaging really, you know, you could have the coolest, rarest card. Uh, I guess the exception would be like the Hogan PMG, because I know there's a lot of people that do not like that image, but they love the card itself. But for the most part, the images can sell the cards. I mean, look at the wrestling all-star set. There is nothing to those things, just basic designs, but the yeah. images just pop for people. Nothing flashy about these cards, folks. Nothing flashy about yep. these cards at all. I mean, they're just, it's like a who's who of mug shots. Yep. <laughs> mug shots. That's clever. <laughs> all right. Um, card would create that. This is always one of my favorite ones. My, my all time favorite one so far has been the uh, pancake, the big E actual pancake <laughs> relic. If you could not get it to mold. That'd be great. It just, it's got some sort of weird preservative in there. It just yes. keeps it from like ever molding. Like I actually don't like that. I want to see it mold. That shows I've held it for a long time. Yep. <laughs> I've had this when it was a little pancake and now look at it. Fun, funny story. <laughs> I actually bought a collection more recently and it had a Xavier Woods uh, auto relic in it. 
and the relic was a piece of the t-shirt that actually had pictures of pancakes on it so that's funny it's already been (laughs) traded off to someone but i actually for this particular segment i'm usually thinking about these and come up with something pretty quick i actually didn't come up with anything you know uh, pre-show for notes like that so i'm gonna kind of fly on uh off the cuff here it's like that about it and i just um maybe we can brainstorm about it what what do you like well let's hear what you got for creating card okay when i was going through thinking because you know we we we've kind of got the format down on these and we we know what we're doing so when i got to the create a card immediately like instantly i thought of the one of the last matches that batista was in that really struck a chord with me and that was a Triple H. And there's a scene in the match. Was it WrestleMania, WrestleMania 35? Yeah, WrestleMania 35. I so, yeah. There's an overhead camera view. Triple H has got the chair over the top of Batista. And he's got pliers. And he's pulling the nose ring out of Batista's <laughs> nose. And I was just like, oh, like I was cringing. I, I know it's a work, but I was standing there cr- like, oh, my gosh. So immediately, my thought was, you know, we were talking about Batista getting beat up. We don't have to necessarily use the image of like the camera that was viewing him and his face looking in terror, but put a cool image on there. And then I would want a quad relic. So four different pieces of a relic. You could, you know, put a cool design, however you wanted to do that. There's different ways, but a piece of the pliers, a piece of the chair, a piece of the nose <laughs> ring and a piece of the ring skirt from that match. I think it's that like would be the, fantastic. This is a, the ultimate create your own card segment. Every time we do this, man, it's like we take it and we just kind of, we blow it way out of proportion. Yeah. And it goes, <laughs> which and is it, fun. It goes back to what I say about relic cards. Like, um, Oh, it's just another piece of the boring canvas. Yeah. But if you look at the card and it says it's from this event, there's a lot of collectors that that's going to ring home with. And this is, you know, if, if I can think up a card that quick, that means I have a connection to it somehow, even though Batista is not my favorite wrestler, I'd go out and buy this in a heartbeat if something like this came out, because I remember watching it live as it was happening in the image of just all that put together. And well, as you just said, you know, uh, I made it very clear before this little segment here, I didn't have any, our, our, our show notes, you know, don't show anything under my section about a card that I would want to create, but I immediately had an image in my head of what I want. All right, let's go. So, uh, I want to even take it all the way back to his evolution days. I want a four swatch evolution of all their suits. Oh, that's great. Yeah. How did, I, I they, how did it, they never make that? It, it, I did, it doesn't have to be autographed. I would just like that because the second I thought of this, I thought about the, the, the McMahon one you just got recently where it just mm-hmm. like, you know, it, has, it just has a swatch, on, like a long strip of that i my i was originally gonna say something simple and stupid like god i'd like to see a batista fistograph that'd be kind of cool but you know that's still kind of cool but yeah. i'm gonna i'm gonna make my own i'd love to have an evolution one uh piece of like because they're all out there in suits just like to have like maybe maybe make it like what do you call it a, a matchbook one oh, the we book. Keep going, mm-hmm. and we keep going to that all the time but just on one side all four guys walking down the ring on the entrance ramp, you know, and that Evelyn, you know, I could hear the song in my head. Yep. I see them walking on the other side, it's just strip, 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 strip. Just four strips, one from each of their suits. So cool. <laughs> oh, and speaking of that, I'll, I'll get your opinion on this before we move on to kind of the last part that we always do here. I've seen a lot of people, you know, I've showed that, uh, that I've shown the rock cards, the superstar swatches from Leaf. Yep. 
and I've showed the one that has Vince McMahon, Piper, and Bobby Heenan on it. Uh-huh. I love those cards. I got them for a steal, in my opinion, and I don't plan on selling them anytime soon. That being said, when I've posted them, I've gotten some people, I wouldn't call it backlash, but uh, maybe questions like, why would you buy a card that doesn't have an image or a likeness on it? And uh-huh. why would you buy a card that, sure, it says it's, it's confirmed, worn by this player, but it's not from a specific event? Uh, what, what is kind of your response to that from a collecting standpoint? Because I, I still think there's a lot of people out there who don't really understand that this is like more of a memorabilia play than it is an actual card play. Well, those particular cards you're talking about themselves are not only just a memorabilia play for yourselves like that, but there's also legal issues and licensing issues right, when it comes to that kind of stuff. There's a reason why they can't have their images on them because they don't own those licensing rights for WWE. That's how Leaf gets around and any other company gets around from doing these kinds of things. But I personally think they're kind of cool because until until uh, the licensing, which now is going to be Panini, puts out something that's going to be like, here's a piece of Vince McMahon's, you know, tie that was worn at this particular event or whatever it may be, even not even labeling the event, but just to have a picture because they have the license on it. Mm-hmm. Um, these are the closest you're going to get, man, when it comes to some kind of event worn material from some of these uh, names. And I think I think they're cool. I think they're cool. If you, if you want to be a nitpicker about it and say, well, it's, it's not even a, it's not a real wrestling card. And there's no, Im- I mean, different strokes for different folks. I, I don't get the allure of collecting Pokemon stuff. I don't care. I mean, it's, uh, it's just not my cup of tea, but I get it. Yeah. My whole idea is, um, you know, when's, when's the last time you saw a WWE produced Vince McMahon relic, not a, not a mat, but like a t-shirt or a tie. I, I, I can't remember any. Ever there are uh, there, as far as I know there aren't any uh, other than that ring mat which also came from the Royal Rumble set by the way yeah so <laughs> in that case like you have one option and it's a legitimate option it's not some guy off the street selling you a suit and then that that goes into my other parts that I've talked about before I love memorabilia and sure I might be able to put you know one or two pieces up in a nice display but if I want a lot of cool stuff like I don't want this stuff taking up everything in my house and if you're going to get into memorabilia or even action figures and you want to be like hardcore about it, like you might as well get a storage unit. I mean, you know all about that with your Impel, the Impel printing press that you've got. But Well, I mean, most of that is it's taken up from the machine itself, but yeah, <laughs> that's true. That, that Far, and the that, sealed boxes, the sealed box. Well, you know, I just got, all Oh, those maybe, maybe they were resealed and maybe that did they, that the guy that actually put the GI Joe boxes in that fo- fake Pokemon case, did he contact you about putting maybe Impel in there first? No comment, sir. <laughs> all right. Well, I tried to get the news out, but all right. Future of <laughs> future of Batista cards. Um, what do you think? Um, I personally did. I, I and I can't. God, I say this. We we say this all the time because it's, it's just without throughout the entire hobby itself. It's always an issue. It's always the case. It's a undervalued people. It's like that. And for what he's done for himself outside of wrestling, uh, arguably the number two biggest box office draw person uh, that's come from pro wrestling. Not close. Not. Yeah, it's not close. Yeah, not close. Uh, I mean, yeah. So, I mean, uh, I, I'm just saying it to protect myself because I don't know about anybody else. But um, I mean, well, I mean, we ha- people like, there's whoa, the rock. Whoa. Hulk Hogan was in movies. Oh, yeah. Come on. Okay, like, so was Piper, you know. Yeah, but Batista's got to beat. Yeah, I, I just think that, um, you know, the guy's uh, really done a lot of hard work and carved himself a niche into pop culture, so like that. So I think long-term value, 
he can go up. I think he can go up. He's not going to, let's be, let's, let's all be honest. Is it going to be the rock level type of stuff? Probably not. I mean, it's safe from a collectible standpoint, probably not. Um, but, you know, he's, he's pop culture. He's part of pop culture. The fact that he took on this particular role for, in the Marvel universe just catapulted him in the, in the, in the pop culture like, like you couldn't believe. And then going off and doing things for being in the part of the James Bond franchise, not even having his character killed off so he can potentially come back again. Right. Um, uh, and then, you know, getting into the, uh, the zombie franchises now for the Netflix stuff. It's like, I mean, um, he, he's just kind of dabbled in all these different types of pop culture genres that just kind of keep him in, uh, in, in, in people's eyes and in their minds. And so from a trading card standpoint, whether it's going to be a wrestling side or a non-wrestling side, he's just going to be part of pop culture. And he's unfortunately the number four guy in that, you know, four guys in that uh, Roy Rumble set. But I, I don't know. I, I kind of put Randy so Orton. Part of it. For, me, for me, I put Randy Orton number four for me. I put Batista above him, but that's just me personally. I mean, no disrespect to any of those guys in that set, but um, from a collectability standpoint, I don't know. He's just more pop culture to me. So he stands uh, to, to, to last the, um, uh, the test of time. I think a good question here, and you're going to be the one to, to hopefully, well, I know you'll have more knowledge than me. Uh, talk a little bit about non-sport collectors. That's something we, I don't know that we've ever talked about. Um, everybody's got their different ways of collecting. How do you think non-sport collectors would view Batista cards as opposed to wrestling cards? And how do they collect? Do they, you know, is it sets? Is it autos, parallels? Like, is like talk about well, a little we, bit about we, that. We, we can do a whole episode just talking about non-sport cards if you ever wanted to. I mean, I'd be happy to talk about that. We'll have um, to do that but, sometime. But I, I, I think it's, they're non-sport card collectors are just like any other card collector. I think there's not like they do things any different. And, um, you know, there are set collectors or autograph collectors. There's chase collectors. There's not a whole lot of parallels to be going off in, in, in non-sport stuff. Okay. They don't do a whole lot of parallels. So you're not going to go out and find a, a base uh, uh, Buffy the Vampire set. And then all of a sudden a parallel parallel. There's no, there's no so parallel it's mainly base sets, it's a inserts, base. or autos? All those Buffy sets when they came out were all done by Inkworks. It was the same cookie cutter format across everything they ever did, whether it be the Roswell stuff, the Scorpion King, uh, Men in Black, Buffy, Angel, all Inkworks li uh, licensing. Uh, license. So it's just basically a base set, usually be a 72 card set or a 90 card set, a nine card puzzle set that you put together and made a puzzle out of it. So yeah. And then you had a six card, most times, sometimes a nine card, but mostly a six card you know, a chase set of something that feeds from that set and maybe a one or two card case hit type card. And that was it. Gotcha. Uh, but then you have sprinkled in every box would have an autograph or a memorabilia or an autograph and a memorabilia or no autographs, just memorabilia in every box. Um, and so that was a, just a, the, the same format that Inkworks do all the time. Uh, Rittenhouse would turn around and they had the Star Trek license, James Bond license. They would put like, you know, four hits per box, three hits per box, five hits per box. And they would put out like, oh, you could find, uh, uh, what they call it, um, what are they, they, they would have a name for their, uh, like a, every few cases or be like, it's called an archive, an archive box, which would be like, had basically all the autographs in one box. All, I mean, it, all, it so was like a real high end type thing. No, it was, it was randomly inserted in a case. Oh, I so, got you. So okay. you, you'd okay. buy like a normal box of say like, this just say there was, um, I think they did one for either Twilight Zone or they had the Outer Limits license. Um, 
it might have been, I know they did it for Xena for one time. They did it for Xena license. So they were just basically, you have, you have a 12 box case or a 10 box case, whatever it was. And you wouldn't know you'd open your box and that box, which I thought was stupid. I, you, they shouldn't have labeled the box. Cause that's yeah. like, you open the case, like there it is. You could see it, you know, they should have just made it. So you opened it up and it's like, Oh my God, every pack has got autographs in it. It's like that. Right. Yeah. Uh, but it was, it was labeled some kind of special box, like wraps. They go archive edition or it's an archive box. Just like that. And uh, you got basically a master set almost in one box. Interesting. And uh, uh, it's just, it, it was, it was unique and cool to do, but guys, you know, distributors would go out there and then case break, yank that out, put another box in there, re-still it's like that and oh, sell you yeah. the case. Of so course. It's just, uh, it, it, they shouldn't have done that. But um, yeah, I mean, non-sport guys, I think you're non-sport people who collect Marvel, who collect James Bond and see Batista and something like that are going to be like, that's how they know them. Do you, do you see any of them maybe coming over to wrestling just specifically to pick up a Batista card here or there. Like I'm- I wish that I, that would be great. If they did. It would be, uh, I guess you have to talk to a Marvel fan or a James Bond. fan. And, to find and out. that's what I was like. I know you have some experience with the non-sports. So I didn't yeah. know, do they do much crossover with uh, sports or whatever? Well, I guess, I guess I'm a living example of that. I did. I did. Yeah. I love crossover stuff. I did. I mean, I wasn't exclusively wrestling. I mean, when I, before there was WTC, mm-hmm. there was Com Collect. And Com Collect, its logo was a four card spread on the front. You click on each one of those cards. Each one of those cards was its own little link. You can click on it. And they stand out. And it had Playboy, Buffy, Star Wars, and wrestling. And that's what I collected. And that's what I did well, my website on. I can also speak for the wrestling card community. Um, I mean, they, they look at some of the weird stuff that people have has found like, uh, you know, sports cards or uh, driver's licenses or, you know, like one of the big ones was finding, I believe it's Alexa, Charlotte and uh, Sasha in a Triple H card before they yep. even had cards. Like, yep. There's So that's one thing that I love about the wrestling car community is they are down to find the oddball stuff. So if they, they had a, if they had a card in a football set or another sport or a non-sport, like, they will accept that as part of that player's collection, as opposed to, you know, some of the more traditionalists, mainly in sports cards where they're like, okay, it's gotta be in this uniform or it doesn't count, you know, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah. Well, I mean, we have our own debates in our hobby anyways, too, about, you know, sure. do we count his original character or this character or that, or blah, 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 food yeah, that, especially when you start doing the rookie tarp, which we're going to move right on past that. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to move right on past that. But yeah, I mean, there's, there's definitely some cross crossing there. I think, um, you know, obviously, I'm a living example of that because, uh, you know, I was into wrestling cars before I ever got into any of the other genres of, of, of collecting. So I just expanded my thing. And like I was a Star Wars fan, I was uh, I collected the Playboy stuff. So I did Playboy stuff. I did, you know, um, but those things got me another thing. I was at one time I was just buying all kinds of stuff. I was buying Xena. I was buying Benchwarmers. I was buying because you'd, you'd have wrestling girls that were in Benchwarmers before right. they were wrestling, you know. Um, so that's where you can find Candice Michelle cards before she was ever in wrestling um i mean i just got into all kinds of different things and you know you start buying out collections and you you get things in your in your in your in your possession you kind of go that's kind of a cool i never even evil ernie what a cool thing from lady <laughs> death that's freaking awesome that's, you know you just kind of you know gravitate towards things whatever kind of grabs your eye so yeah right. i totally can see it happening i i see you know people who do non-sport stuff that can jump into wrestling cars absolutely i hope so i'm all for crossover and the more people we can get into the hobby the better so 
Uh, great episode. Uh, I love these. This is your card episodes. You guys have spoken too. You seem to like them as well. So I oh. had a I had an intro. I was gonna I specifically was gonna do it. I totally forgot to do it for today. I was until, gonna have oh, uh, until next time. You gotta save it. Don't spoil uh, it. All right, I'll save it for next one. <laughs> well, maybe we should do like uh, some entrance music, and then Tony sings the entrance music as it's no, playing. No, we, we we want it. We want to get more subscribers. Oh, okay. What we have. Oh, okay. Sorry about that. <laughs> Speaking of subscribers, if you enjoyed the show today, please subscribe, whatever you're listening to this. This show is available on all popular podcast platforms. You can also watch the video version down the road. I eventually get it up on my YouTube channel, but the audio, you know, whatever Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podcast Addict, whatever it is you use, it's available. Please subscribe. Uh, that helps get the show into more people's ear holes and will help just expand the hobby because that's what we're all about. That's why we're doing this so late at night and... We just keep doing it. Keep on keeping on. Tony? Keep on trucking. Uh, yeah. Ooh, I almost <laughs> said that. but Yeah. <laughs> Let everybody know where they can find you and what you're up to. And uh, quick plug, tell everybody about your shorts. Not the shorts, shorts not the shorts you're wearing. Well, I'm served. Uh, no, not okay. your undershorts. Um, yeah. Stop it. Um, yeah. Uh, WCC Shorts is a new endeavor I'm taking on. Uh, like, I, like I need more work. Um, and so what I just do is there's uh, short little episodes that are strictly audio. So you can listen to them on any of your um, podcast streaming services. You get them on all the same ones. You can probably, you can watch and listen to this one actually. Um, and it's just uh, me rambling on about a particular topic. It could be anything. I try to tie it into all wrestling stuff. That's kind of what we're all about, obviously. But, you know, I've, I've done episodes of just like, um, you the know, mindset one was really good. Changing mindsets. A uh, new one as of the recording today. A uh, new one dropped this morning. Um, and then I have, uh, so every Mondays and Fridays uh, at 8 a.m. drops uh, for uh, WTC shorts where it just kind of talks some random talks of uh, tying it into wrestling cards of some kind or the hobby in some way, shape or form. Usually it's just something that came to my mind that I just wanted to get off my chest or uh, something I learned or uh, just sharing some kind of new knowledge that I picked up and kind of really asking questions of other people like every single one of them I want to hear from people on what they think about what we I just talked about like what are your thoughts just like we do with these episodes I want to hear what everybody has to say you know what Batista and what your favorite cards are and what you like to see and uh, what you think are horrible images <laughs> uh, a lot of them oh yeah exactly so uh, whatever ones you want to hear but uh, all that information can be found on wrestlingtradingcards.com. Uh, all the links to social media is on there. Um, everything's there. Uh, and, and on when you get to the Twitter page, I took a cue from the good old Zan the Man over here, and I created myself a link tree. It's very <laughs> helpful. So, so it is. So everything's there as well with even that little donation button there if you want to for all the stuff we're doing. That's okay. Um, but, yeah, just uh, engage with us, man. Just, uh, just just talk some wrestling cards. Just share our knowledge. It's, uh, let's help all the new eyeballs and ears coming into this hobby. And uh, let's get them uh, properly educated and introduce them to a wonderful, fun, cool community. 100%. You mentioned social media. You kind of closed out your plugs with that. And as Tony said, what is your favorite Batista card? Let us know. Tag us on social media. DM us, whatever it is. Or, you know, if you just don't want to involve us at all, that's okay, too. If it gets you talking about the hobby and getting other people to talk about Batista cards, go for it. That's why we're here. That's why we keep doing all this. As far as my content goes, closing out, check out Wrestling With Cards on YouTube. That's where I originally started doing all of this. Uh, please subscribe to the channel. 
and check out the podcast I do. It's kind of like Tony's shorts, but wait, no, not his not his shorts or his undershorts, the actual short recordings. That's right. We're not making any uh, event-worn material out of oh, my that's a good shorts. idea. <laughs> oh, hmm. We'll have to think uh, on that one. Yeah, keep thinking. Anyhow, links to everything we've mentioned as far as our YouTube channels, the other podcasts we're involved with, social media links, all of that will be in the show notes of this very show you're listening to. So make sure, you know, hit the pause button or when you're done listening to this, scroll down on your phone. If you're listening on your phone, click on those links. It really helps us out. Uh, lets you know everything we're up to. We're always working too much, as you said, Tony. And uh, any other parting words before we close out this episode? Actually, uh, yeah. Just so uh, another endeavor that I'm working on that it, well, it's happening is uh, for the first time in 20 some odd plus years, I got talked into running a convention. So I am a co-owner yes. and promoter of Top Rope Wrestling Con, which you can go to topropecon.com. Uh, or you can go to topropewrestlingcon.com if you want to, too. It redirects you right to the page. We own all those domain names. Uh, but we already have a nice list of uh, talent that are going to be coming, and with many more names being added. As of uh, the, this recording, we just announced Kevin Nash. Uh, we have uh, Brian Pillman Jr., uh, Matt Seidel, uh, Moose, and um, Heath Slater so far. Um, we have definitely some cool, good names coming up here soon um, uh, throughout the months, but it's in Tampa, Florida, September 17th at the Florida state fairgrounds, 55,000 square feet of nothing but wrestling, uh, vendors. There's going to be some wrestling card representation there. There will be, I, uh, you go to the website, uh, definitely go to topropecon.com. Check it out. Uh, we've got the card foundation, uh, podcast boys are going to be coming down. They're going to be doing a live broadcast from the, from the show. So uh, but they have other things they're plotting and planning. Don't know what it is. They haven't shared it with me, <laughs> but um, uh, it's going to be a fun time. And I've got, uh, I got Paul, the price guide coming in from Canada. He's going to come down and t- check it out. He, he actually, he actually is going to be a vendor. Nice. Um, so um, any chance you guys do also uh, would do you, you may not have time, but do you think you'd have time to like do some sort of live show there with Paul? Not for WTC. I won't be able to do anything at all. I mean, uh, I'm going to be too busy. I'm going to, I'm going to have my phone on me at all times, fully charged. I got a portable charger with me to keep a charge going on, but I'm going to be doing anytime I can get an opportunity to film anything, whether it be a live stream on Facebook or Instagram, I'm going to take that opportunity. Trust me. I'm going to do it. I still say you need to just do video the whole, like what you just said, and then edit it all together the best you can throw it on the WTC YouTube page. I'll do what I can. I love watching card show videos and I've seen other people that enjoy it too. So I think a a convention mixing a wrestling event with wrestlers and wrestling cards and vendors and everything would be a really fun experience for, for our show. And under our, um, I know we wanted to get going and we keep always talking about, uh, um, had this opportunity. I totally forgot to plug it before. Um, you know, our show, I think we're going to be tapping out at about 12 to 14 talents going to be under basically, uh, you know, respond, our wallet would be responsible for. Um, and then we're going to have vendors who are going to obviously be allowed to bring in talent as well, too. So it, it, we could have anywhere from 25, 30, 40 wrestlers there. Who knows? I have no idea. Uh, I'd love to see that. Um, I want to take things a little bit differently than just your traditional type of wrestling convention. It's a good idea. Like, I don't want to have like just here's all this talent and here's some vendors. That's it. 
Um, again, like I said, we have 55,000 square feet. I have, I have it here, uh, but you won't be able to see it. I mean, but I, I have, for those who are listening, I mean, I, I have uh, my entire chart right here. I have my floor plan. So I have everything all laid out how we're going to do it. Um, you know, there'll be a wrestling ring inside there. Uh, there'll be chairs around the wrestling ring that will seat up to 200 people. Uh, there'll be a live wrestling event on Saturday night at the close after the show is closed. Um, there's going to be uh, uh, Q A's going on inside that wrestling ring throughout the day, uh, both with talent and hopefully with some industry people. Who knows? That'd be good. And there are um, my goal here really is to be a mixture of. I want to be the wrestling card show. I want to be a little bit of CES, a little bit of E3, a little bit of Comic-Con San Diego. And I know it's not going to happen in year one, but hopefully get to the point where we have like, I'll have an upper deck or a Panini or a Mattel or a ringside collectibles. We'll have, I want it to be the destination where people go to on an annual thing where every year it's the place to go to about all things and licensing that has to do with wrestling cards, figures, merchandising everything little mixture here of some vendors you know uh companies all that kind of stuff it's a great concept that no one else that i see is doing right now i mean we have all kinds of conventions and i have been doing this for 27 years now of uh of conventions and uh just kind of taking all of that and kind of trying to put it into one little basket now of a little bit like a little bit from here, a little bit from here, a little bit from here and put it all in one basket. So uh, I'm really happy with the people we have so far. I couldn't have asked for a better partner is the one guy that I 100% completely trust that is experienced himself and running his own show for the last eight years. It has nothing to do with what we're doing, but uh, his experience is invaluable and, uh, just having it there and having someone I know I can trust. And, uh, you know, I built the website or put the website together and did this, did that. It's all been coming together. It's been snowballing in uh, a really positive way. So I, I'm really happy about it. And I can't wait to start sharing more announcements we have. Yeah. And we'll try to plug it on here as much as we can remember. Uh, it's hard to remember everything we got going on. So we I do know, the best so. we can. Anybody, you know, uh, listening to this, you know, feel free to go over, drop off and check out all the handles are at top rope con for everything for uh, Twitter, uh, Instagram, Facebook. It's all there. And then the, and, and the, the domain name is top rope con. So just go check it out and uh, um, all kinds of announcements, man. Thanks everybody for listening again. If you like what we're doing and you'd like to share your support, check out the show notes for links to everything else we're doing. And the easiest thing you can do, and it's free, is hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you are listening to this on. Tag us on social media. Let us know you appreciate it. Once again, let us know what are your favorite Batista cards as the topic suggested today. But until next week, which we will definitely be having another episode next week, what it is, we don't know. Keep collecting and having fun and keep building the wrestling card community. We'll see you.